Like, did you know Pudge is in 40% of games? Yeah. 40. Yep. And he's terrible. There's there's like 120 heroes or something. And the hero that's in 40% of games has like a 42% win rate in pro level pubs. I, I think that a large amount of people not enjoying the game is people literally just not having fun on their favorite heroes. Yeah. I think, I I think I'm actually, I'm blaming Valve and for the only reason that people are leaving Dota is because Pudge isn't, isn't good. Welcome to Alchemy Answers, episode 62. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host and sometimes friend Jenkins, other times enemy, depending on the day, depending on the the uh, whether we've been winning or losing our pubs is, is mainly what determines whether we're friends or enemies. And, determines almost everything in my life to be to be honest yeah fair fair sad but fair that's just how it goes <laughs> my parents don't message me without without looking at my it's like okay let me go to dota dota pro tracker oh wait i'm not on there let me go to dota buff and check oh he lost okay i'm not gonna send him a message today yeah i'm definitely not gonna ask him to come clean his room because he'll <laughs> freak out on me and potentially secede from the family so <laughs> let's just you know let's that's just a dota player's life anyway should we get into the questions? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so first we have SDFS25, uh, a patron. Uh, the neutral items tier list video was highly informative and entertaining with the delivery through your usual flair of language. I appreciate that. That's a nice That's a nice compliment. You've good, good English. That's good English. Uh, it gave us an additional perspective on the worth of the items. How about topping it off with what a neutral item is good for Oh, which okay? What's good for who and why in the next video? I could do that. That's a that's a that's a good idea. Just like this item is like for instance, if you get the Philosopher's Stone, for example, on Outworld of Hour. Uh, I play with a buddy of mine called Monster Pig. He's a uh, Chinese American player. He's super famous in China, apparently for like playing OD, playing Invoker, and he will. He's so greedy. He's the greediest mid player that you can possibly imagine. And the Philosopher's Stone drops, and he goes to the CM, and he's like, give me item. Give me this item. And I'm always just thinking, like, okay, man, this is such a – this guy is so fucking greedy. He's a typical mid player, just wants the GPM. And what I didn't realize is how much mana that thing actually gives. If you have max orb on OD, then the Philosopher's Stone makes you hit for 20 extra pure damage. So that's that's pretty decent because, uh, you know, pure damage – I mean, it does give you the minus attack damage, so it is kind of stupid still, but – the uh the the faded brooch is a better example that that straight up just gives you like 20 22 or something like that pure damage on od as well as the move speed so this has like added benefits for od and not really any of these other heroes where the the raw mana is kind of worthless sure but it also kind of offsets his weak farming ability is what you're trying to say in addition to giving the mana yeah 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 definitely i mean i i I personally like that item just because i think move speed is is amazing it like stacks with wind lace it stacks with boots oh you now you're talking about faded brooch i was talking about philosopher's stone oh sure yeah yeah okay sure yeah yeah exactly yeah that's that's the 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 yeah the 60 gpm is still pretty good it's just that on od like the minus damage doesn't really matter like it does for other heroes it's right. like picking it up on a zeus or something along those lines dude so, yeah, I, I could could do that i had a great philosopher's stone experience today where i picked five doom because there's a doom spammer on the other team and i've been playing a lot of doom myself Ah, uh, you're using you're using Dota Plus. I see. And uh, so you know, I'm I'm just a Doom doing Doom things, being tanky, 
trying to like give some space to my drow. And then come seven minutes, the uh, Philosopher's Stone drops and they give it to me because I'm a position five and position five gets the Philosopher's Stone according to most pub players. So here I am as a Doom with Devour and a Philosopher's Stone. And sure enough, by the end of the game, I was massively six-slotted and completely carrying my team. Felt pretty good. Nice. Yeah, that's a pretty nice item to pick up. Uh, I definitely have, uh, I have to admit, with the tier uh, tier list for, for neutral items, it's hard. It's hard to rank them. And, uh, oh, God, funny story. I saw Bulldog used my tier list creator Oh, yeah. uh, the neutral item tier list to make a tier list. <laughs> and I was, I was sure that it was mine because the text for the tiers was exactly the same as mine. And I, so I went to tier list, uh, maker.com, whatever the hell their website is. And I searched Dota two neutral items. And there are three possible ones you can choose. There's one that's just called Dota two neutral items. And it just has like a picture of a neutral item. There's one called Dota 2 Fart Neutral Items, which, which is, is mine. Nice. It has a picture of Donnie <laughs> <laughs> from like college or something. And then there's another one, which is another just Dota 2 Neutral Items with a picture of a neutral item. And he picked the one with Donnie. He used that to make his <laughs> And then because he made one, Gork made one as well. Yep, so now yours. it's like this. Yeah, it's this trend. <laughs> Using this one with a picture of Donnie that has fart in the title, and it's under. The, I, okay, the funniest thing is it's not even under Dota Two. It's under the animals category <laughs> of the site, and they said they could like ban you for doing that. But I didn't care because I was just using it for one video, so I just wanted to do it for the memes. But now it's like it's like trending that people are using this like animals category thing to to make Dota a Dota Two uh, tier tier maker. It's so funny. God, but yeah, the one thing that I've realized from these other people making the tier lists is that everybody's got a different opinion on what item is is mm. good from the neutrals. Like all of these lists are so different. Yeah, like, both Bulldog and Gork rated the the uh, what's it called the the repair kit as like dog shit. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with CCNT the other day, and he was like, "This item straight up does not belong in Dota. This should be in fucking League of Legends or something." <laughs> And it's like so he, he like he, he's like saying basically this is the next item that's going to get removed, yeah. and yet Gork and Bulldog rate it as as shit tier or like middle of the pack tier, and I also think it's broken. So it's it's interesting to see just like based on the experience that everybody's had in pubs, like they rate these items completely differently. Yeah, definitely, especially, and it kind of depends on who it's comboed with too, right? There's so many permutations of how these neutral items can be used in a game. Like we saw, I think a couple times at the minor where it was like repair kit plus a lich or repair kit plus a treant. It was just like, all right, well this entire push is now impossible for the next like two minutes, just because there's no way we can break high ground into this. And I guess if you haven't encountered that in your pubs or something, there's just like, obviously the item seems kind of terrible if you don't get that exact sort of uh, use out of it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I suppose so. I get, I guess, uh, in, in NA, there's a lot of treant getting picked. Yeah. So it's, it's every game. I, I, it's probably the highest out of all the regions. I know people pick a lot of tree in other regions too, but I think that that's probably a big reason I think repair kit is so broken is because with tree and lich, which are like the two most popular fives in NA, it's, yeah, it's, it's not possible to push if to I, kill everybody. I think universally though, people think that the shovel is like a top tier item. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's really good. I was I was very close to putting it in S tier. I believe I said that in the video. I was very close. I wasn't. I just wasn't one hundred percent sure about it, uh, because when I made that list, people there was only like one percent of people would use it correctly. Like they'd run around and basically like solve people, which right. is really annoying. It's it's legitimately really annoying. You you just have like infinite sustain by spamming the shovel. You just get it's, so much, not even from the bounty runs, you get so much value out of it just because it's like, oh, I have like 12 TP scrolls. So I can just use my TP scroll off of Gul'dan. Right, now. right. Like, yeah, it's, you get a two-pack of TP scrolls. So it's a, it's like 100 gold per whatever the cooldown is. Yeah. Or a bounty rune, which depending on the point in the game can be like 500 gold. Yeah. It's ridiculous. The kobold is is kind of dog, but I have seen people get item drops from the kobold. Yeah, They'll just be like stuck in their base. And they'll they'll use it in fountain. They'll get an they'll get like a I, I don't know like a well, let's see whatever, like a prism sphere or whatever the god goddamn that item is called spell prism yeah <laughs> spell prism yeah they'll get some like sick item from it and then defend high ground or some shit yeah yeah it's it's pretty good anyway uh, Jenkins elevated do you still do do you guys still do live coaching to be honest I I probably will be doing live coaching soon. We've we've both had have had a, a lot of stuff to do. Yes. Like we're making we're making some content for for other for other actually I think I can if you if you go to We're both guess, just guess, like so, trying to expand out of just doing Dota Alchemy stuff and it's taken up a lot of our time. Yeah, well yeah, I mean still some still some Dota stuff for sure. Like if you go to gameflip.com you can see that we have like twelve videos or something on there. For right. their for their little you know content section of their of their site, they want to do like some hub where you can go like learn a game and then buy skins for it or or whatever it is. They have a pretty pretty good idea. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's been busy. But with that being said, I do I do have like a lot of like students that I would like to coach that I just haven't really had time to do it. But I guess that's like in the in I suppose in like business that's when you would like raise your rate if you don't have. Right, if you don't have like time to do something, and then if people don't, if people don't want to pay that rate, then that's just like the you know equilibrium isn't isn't there. The supply and demand aren't meeting, and then that's okay. Right. You end up in the same position, which is doing no coaching. But I, I should I should get back to coaching. I've just been kind of procrastinating it. Yeah, I also enjoy it. I just have not really had the time or motivation. I'm trying to focus on some of my own personal development, both in Dota and out, and I kind of feel like. I'm not at a place where I feel comfortable coaching people currently. And so I just haven't been. Doing that's it. reasonable. I think that's pretty reasonable too. I, I feel like that every few weeks where I'll be losing, I'll feel like my understanding of the patch isn't really that great. And I'm just kind of getting carried by, I'm, I'm, I'm getting carried almost by just like instinct of having played the game for so long. Yeah. And the fact that you can kind of sit at a 50% win rate while playing like shit for a while. Yeah. Eventually, eventually it'll become obvious, but you can, yeah, you know, stick to like one hero instead of a fifty percent win rate. Not really understand the patch that well. Yep. And some, sometimes I feel like that too. Nineteen viewers, new thing doesn't seem to work. Well, the the new thing is is going to be posting it on YouTube. It's it's. Uh, also, this is literally the first time we've done it, so there's absolutely no habitual viewers tuning in at the moment. Our theory for anybody that's that's interested in, you know what what it's like i guess to make youtube videos i don't know why you would be but <laughs> let's assume you are uh basically our theory is that 
on YouTube, we think that the live streaming is a different system altogether. It's not contributing to our searchability on YouTube and it's actually kind of screwing us in terms of our overall watch time and click through rate. So Yeah, we we've had a couple of we've had a couple of people who have pretty good uh pretty good success in terms of like other games on YouTube tell us that like, yo, these these streams might be might be screwing your uh with with the algorithm just because it's a different it's a completely different system. Because it's like their their streaming is like trying to compete with Twitch and their videos are just their videos is a completely different completely different part of the site anyway uh sensational hello i'm looking at you how's it going um okay uh let's see so this is id the magnificent he says btw id or ld is pronounced with a short i sound i'm gonna be honest i was really trying to think reading this question what that meant but i, I have no idea what a short i means i'm very uh, not educated when it comes to languages, but he said like the Freudian id. Oh, okay. So it's id the magnificent. I see. Ah. Is that short I? It's so is a long I like I e, or e. e? Yeah. And it, okay. Yeah, is the short E it, or sh- e. short I. Okay, cool. Yeah. So id the magnificent. Sweet. Uh, okay. I know you guys rate Winter Wyvern as a good position four and as a mediocre position five. Donnie, did you rate Winter Wyvern as a mediocre position five? Excuse me, Donnie? Did I? How dare you? Uh, the biggest one is that she has no movement speed, so it's difficult to do anything with her once the wave has been shoved into my offlane tower. If I leave my offlane or solo XP, there feels like there's a little that I can do mid. It takes me longer to get back to lane. Additionally, you guys. About? I have Winter Wyvern as S tier position five. I don't know what you're talking about there, bud. Mediocre position seems uh, yeah i don't maybe maybe that's a, like a prior prior list maybe it's from my list where i was ranking all the heroes possibly maybe maybe I, maybe I, I didn't i it was near the start of the patch and i didn't really understand 100 all the heroes obviously uh, additionally you guys have said multiple replay views that she's great at taking over the safe lane once the core can no longer be there because her q provides survivability and her w allows her to push the wave this is true uh this is this is very true my understanding is that, uh, okay, if I'm missing any reasons for this, please tell me. Well, okay, one thing that I can think of is another reason why it's so hard to dive a wyvern is, like, the Q, she can fly over trees, right? But then also, if you do dive her and it's, like, multiple people diving, she just drops an ulti on you, and then the enemy team TPs in. So she has this ability to, like, set up a very devastating uh, team fight for the enemy team. You have to be extremely worried. It's basically like diving an enigma with a black hole. So you you got to be really careful to dive to dive a wyvern, and then she can also push out the wave. So it's it's really the whole package. Uh, my understanding has been that around this time, the position four should still be roaming, and the slow position five should be performing this role. So why isn't Winter Wyvern considered a good position five and a trash position four? Uh, I would say it's good in both. Once yes. again, going back, Donnie said it's his he puts Winter Wyvern in in the S tier. Have, As a position four, you can make up for the lack of mobility by buying items. Like you have, you have the net worth, and that's also true. As a position five, if you're pushing out lanes, you get a lot of net worth that way. So if you really feel like you need to have a lot of mobility, you can build, you can build into mobility items, and that's and that's fine. I don't think, I don't think Winter Wyvern's like particularly particularly immobile just because of how the Q works. Yeah, I I agree. I think that Wyvern is actually one of the most mobile and slippery position fives in the game because of Q. You have free pathing. You have the ability to 
um, go anywhere. And then it's very, very, very easy to get a blink dagger almost every game on the hero because of your GPM talent and your wave pushing ability. So, right, the GPM talent. Yeah, that's a that's also an important factor. So I find that basically every game I end up with Aetherlin's blink, and that's kind of all you need on the hero to be super effective in every fight. Um, but yeah, I I don't know where you're getting the idea that the hero's bad as a five and a four because it's not. It's good in both roles. I love Wyvern, man. I think Wyvern's incredible right now. I think yeah. that hero's incredible. Super fun to play too. There's a lot of there's a lot of really gimmicky shit you can do with Wyvern. You can go like Meteor Hammer and do some like crazy team fight setup. You can uh, get travels and push all the waves. You can get Orchid and be like a right clicker. It's really fun. Uh, okay, so Rookski says, what do you do when you go on a massive losing streak? Well, Donnie and I are both experts of this. So uh, after a decent winning streak, playing the same heroes, etc., can't work out. Why? Why is this? My mental state is positive. I just feel like I can't work out how to adapt my play style to a lower tier of play. I've dropped 800 MMR since 7.23, and some of it initially uh, was calibration, and then I regained it and then lost most of it recently. It was 3.2K, now I'm 2.4K. I've dropped to, uh, to 2.6 and climbed back to 3.0, but then I subsequently dropped 600 in two weeks. I actually peaked at 3.5K solo. I'm a mid-player too. This sounds very similar to the patterns that I've experienced in the past. Very, very similar. Um, and I think a lot of that was due to a couple factors. First of all, uh, it was not respecting the people that I was playing against and with is a big factor, whether it's you drop a bunch of MR and you're suddenly at a much lower MR than you're used to playing and you think that everybody there is trash. These guys are shit. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna solo carry. Yep. Or you've been winning so much that you're just like, this game is easy. And even though you're playing against much better players than you're used to playing against, you're still like, this game is easy. And so you keep doing stuff that God. is too overly aggressive, or you're like, you're just like trying to outplay every situation. That's you, my that's my recent problem. Yeah. And I think that these two things like routinely show up in my own patterns of when I go on these losing streaks. And then the other thing is that once you start to lose and you it's like it i actually saw this really great quote the other day this i think it was a tweet where somebody was like dota is the only game where you can uh win like 15 games on a hero and then lose one and suddenly lose all faith in that hero and never play it again or something like that and it, it, it is weird where you like you'll have like an 80% win rate on a hero in a patch and then you'll get stomped one game because maybe you get counterpicked, maybe you play like shit, maybe your teammates feed, something like that and suddenly you're just like, I, I can't play this hero anymore. It's, it's terrible. This hero's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he just got countered. These people are just going to counter me from now on. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would say, I would say kind of, uh, I have a similar experience. Uh, one sec, let me, where is it? Okay. So yeah so okay a lot of the problem is just like stemming the the bleeding yeah. i think there's a lot of the time where the reason that you were winning is something that you didn't really at the time realize was why you were winning it's like you don't realize what you had until it's gone sort of thing where you might be going into the games when you're on the win streak, when you're getting up to like 3.6K with the mentality of like, I really want to play this game. I enjoy this game. I enjoy this hero. I'm spamming this. I'm good. Like you have all of these positive, very positive like feelings towards the game. And then you start losing. 
And then you start thinking like the negative things and you're just thinking about the MMR and you're thinking about, I need to win as opposed to I'm enjoying playing this here. I about fuck if I'm going to win. I'm just going to play really well and have fun and, and just try to, you know, style on my opponents. It's, I, I think a, a lot of it is, is an attitude thing. And the, the most important thing to me is make sure that between games, and I, I don't, you don't even need to keep a, keep track of this or anything. I'm literally just saying like, take five minutes between a queue, in a queue, like between games and think like, what was it in the last game that like really lost me that game? I, I don't want like teammate blaming or anything yep. like that. Just think about like what you could have actually done to win the game. And a lot of the time for me, it's like, okay, I should never have died in this game. They, they had, they had no reason. They had no reason to ever catch me. And yet I, I still died a few times. Like what, what would have happened if I, if I, if I just didn't die, maybe I'd have three levels advantage and I'd win that team fight later and we'd, we'd end the game. Or maybe I'd just be so huge that I could solo carry, but I'll never know because I just, I just died so many times, but a lot of people just grind. They just keep going, keep going, keep losing. They don't change any of their thoughts on like how to actually play the game. And when they start winning, it's when they've changed those thoughts, make that like a three game loss thing instead of losing 20 games to figure that out. That's, that's all, that's all you really have to do. Id has another question. He says, so I would like to play pause five, three, and four in that order. Whenever I play four, I question when I should pull and overthink it. So I tend not to play pause four. You guys seem to be of the opinion that the offlane should basically always pull. I find it challenging to pull from the offlane, but can consistently do it in the safe lane. Is that a mental thing or is it more difficult from the offlane? No, it's, I'd, I'd say it's just more difficult on dire safe lane or dire dire offlane dire offlane off radiant safe lane is easier to pull like the, i think the... they're both easy i think offlane is easier to pull because the, the the wave naturally meets in front of the safe lane tower so it's like you don't even have to push the wave necessarily yeah that's true it just like that automatically is... does it for you i would just say go into a lobby and just pull like 10 times in a row and you're you'll be good yeah that's that's it and yeah, cutting trees. Cutting trees is 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 important. You need to cut the right trees that are that are blocking your path. Like if you're on the radiant offlane, if you're on the dire offlane, I should say, uh, cut the cut the. You know, there's like that little patch of trees to the left where there's like some on one side and then some on the other, and people kind of chill in the middle, and that's like where support will sit to harass you. Uh, and then the camp has some trees to the right of it as well. You cut the little trees in that little nook, the little tree nook there and uh, in the in the middle. And then that way you can pull like into the middle of the lane instead of having to pull diagonally. Because, you know, obviously we've all learned from the Pythagorean theorem that the di pulling diagonally is is going to be, you know, lo lo longer, dis longer distance than pulling. <laughs> any um, of the other sides of the triangle. Horizontally. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, well, but, I mean, the the least distance is going to be the same, but you're pulling you're pulling diagonally into a vertical creep wave, whereas you can be pulling horizontally into a vertical creep wave. So right. it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to pull to the left or to the right than it is diagonally. And like so a, you, a to the power of nth is the same as i to the power of zero, which is the third factor of sixty nine, and that is why pulling is so effective because when you're not allowing the other team to sixty nine you and you're sixty nineing them, then you end up with a very very big experience advantage in 69ing which allows you to actually snowball the lane into much bigger things 
Right. And like, you turn the calculator upside down too, it'll say boobies. Right. Exactly. So good. Very good question. Ed. Thank you for that. Uh, okay. Uh, Average Peen says, either of you ever thought of joining the RD2L? I assume that's the Reddit Dota 2 League. Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest players like rank 200, so both of you could. It would also be some cool marketing because a lot of people know you guys and you could stream the games or something like that since uh, the people in them are 2K to 7K or something. Uh, I'm way too addicted to pubs to to play any sort of league, free league. I, I didn't even play uh, Reach. The, the Reach because I, I was so addicted to pubs and getting getting my rank up that, yeah, I, I, I played one day of that and then I quit, which I liked it. I mean, well, I, okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't like it, but <laughs> I don't like pubs a lot of the time either. You know, it's like, it didn't seem that different, but I still, I went back to the pubs because I just wanted that, that number on my, on my screen to be higher. Yeah. So that's my problem. That's kind of how I feel. It's like, I don't know if I, if I'm going to play Dota, I'm going to be playing it for rank at the moment. I just don't, I, I, I never play on ranked. I probably never will play unranked. <laughs> Neither do I. Man. I tell people like, dude, you should play. You should play unranked. You should play unranked. Practice on unranked. Yeah. I I never do that. Nope. I just I just go lose ranked. It's, yeah. See, it's, that's it's the thing bad. is like you if if your main goal is to play is is to gain as much MMR as possible, then you should play unranked to learn new heroes. But it's also okay to learn new heroes in ranked if you think that the games are higher quality or you won't try an unranked. So it's like. You just have to be okay with losing MMR if you're gonna lose if you're gonna win it. Learn a new hero in ranked, and I think both you and I have accepted the fact that new heroes will lose us between 200 and 600 MMR as we learn. Them. Oh, certainly. <laughs> certainly. What is my rank? Uh, I'm at like rank 100 and 100 and something right now, late hundreds. I I just had like a 15 loss streak though, so I I nice. was I was much higher rank. I just. I just really, really fucked up. Yep. So that's such is life, though. You yeah. know, I'm below f- went- below 5k now. I've lost, I think, 800 MMR this patch. Unfortunately, I'm I'm at least I'm I'm taking like a little bit of solace at least in the fact that I'm still I'm still like 7k, but that that might not last very long at this rate. So yeah, I think that I've just had a very big misunderstanding of how to play the five role in this patch it's it's weird because the five role has changed i think more than any other role in the game uh yeah it's it's a it's a weird one right now in the current patch especially in pubs because it's like i don't know i'm still coming up with my theory but i think basically as a five if you play it as the old five where like you kind of win your team the first 20 minutes and then they kind of have to carry you just doesn't work anymore because the other team's going to have four to five cores and you have to play as such in a pub otherwise you just lose i i man i had like 10 losses in a row yesterday it was so bad ah what do i think about pangolier and what do i think about lukey lukey he's like uh, rank pa- nine or some shit now isn't he well i guess everybody's in in germany come on no 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 it's not that Oh, is he support rank He's nine? Support rank okay. nine, and he plays on his Smurf. He rank sits on his main. Don't get me wrong; he's good. I think I think Luki I think Luki Luki is literally the best Pangolier on the entire planet. He's better than Ice Ice Ice. Mm-hmm. He's the single greatest Pangolier to ever live. But you can't rank sit and then be like, "Yeah, it's my legit rank." <laughs> Nobody's ever gonna know that. 
But he is like, he's like, I'd say he's Lukey Lukey is probably like with how good Pango is right now, which isn't that good, is like rank 50, 60 player. If Pango is a top hero, like one of the best heroes in the game, he's like top 10. But that's that's the nature of like if Pudge is good, for example, my rank is always way higher. Right. But Pudge is complete trash. So my rank is is quite low compared to the average that I would sit at in a lot of patches. That's just uh That's true. I remember when Pudge was super strong that one t- that one time you were like top fifty. Just absolutely destroying constantly. Yeah. Oh man, you know, I have a theory. I actually have a theory that that like a lot of the people that are leaving Dota and saying that Dota is like shittier or whatever in the patch 7.23. A lot of people are complaining about it, matchmaking, everything. I have this theory that literally none of that is true. Like you take Dota as it is and then just apply any patch to it. And I think that add neutral items, basically. Everything. It doesn't matter. I think Dota is going to be just as good. It's just that a lot of the fun heroes that a lot of people play are complete trash right now. Like, did you know Pudge is in 40% of games? Yeah. 40. Yep. And he's terrible. There's there's like 120 heroes or something. And the hero that's in 40% of games has like a 42% win rate in pro level pubs. This is the, one of the most figured out heroes in the game. One of the heroes that almost everybody mains in, in the, in the pro scene. Like every off laner has Pudge as like one of their mains, every mid laner. And, and it has a 40% win rate. So my theory is that I I think that a large amount of people not enjoying the game is people literally just not having fun on their favorite heroes. Yeah, I think I, I think a, a, like a lot of the strong heroes just aren't aren't necessarily the most fu- the most fun ones. I mean, unless you're like a Snapfire main, that hero is pretty fun. But you know, there are some. But for me, it's like I I think I think if if you give me a patch. Where Pudge is strong, where Hook is good, where he still has his identity of being able to like suicide and be this crazy motherfucker running around the map causing chaos. If you give me that in any patch, I will enjoy the game. Any patch. You can throw neutral items in, you can remove talents, you can add every hero gets their talents at level one. Whatever. Add as much crazy shit as you want. I'm gonna play Pudge and I'm gonna enjoy it. But playing some like some hero like some generic offlaner like Tidehunter or Underlord. That's that's not like playing Pudge. That's not as satisfying as playing. Oh, I'm tanky. Come get me. Oh, you're hitting me, and I'm taking less damage because I have damage reduction. Wow! What a fucking amazing player. <laughs> you know, Pudge. It's like you're sniping people with hooks and shit, doing all this cool stuff. Oh man, it's like it's like 360 no scoping in COD. It's just the most satisfying thing. And I think a lot of the satisfying fun heroes are are dog shit. Lion. Lion's another hero. Very popular hero. He's in like 20% of games, which doesn't sound like a lot compared to Pudge, but that's because it's Pudge. You know, Arcord yeah. is in like 0.03% of the games. It's ridiculous. Lion sucks as well. I do think he's more fun with the finger with the finger buffs. Yeah. But uh that's why he's, he's so pretty- picked, is because of the finger buffs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It is it is very interesting. I also feel like most people are just really, really afraid to go through that like pain period of learning a new hero because what I find is that basically every hero in Dota is fun to play. If you play it like 20 or 30 times and get to kind of know the hero, you'll find ways of playing it that are very fun. Not like Pudge, though. Not like Pudge, man. I don't think I, Pudge I, is fun, personally. I'm actually I'm blaming Valve and I, for... The only reason that people are leaving Dota is because Pudge isn't, isn't good. I mean, the only reason—that's my theory. Put that on Entire Reddit. Reason. Put that on Reddit and I, see what happens. I will. 
I will. I know it sounds like an extreme opinion, but uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the past who have had extreme opinions. It's not like extreme opinions have ever started wars or anything. So yeah, definitely. Relax, not. guys. It's not like we're we're going to imminently be fighting World War Three or anything soon. But just imagine if we got to a point where hero. Okay, <laughs> if we look at the pick, the pick rates, Visage, Chen, Lycan, Brewmaster, and Beast are the lowest. Imagine if we were in a pat patch where those four heroes, five heroes, were the best heroes. How many people do you think would not play the game anymore? See, it, I, I'm like I'm like half joking, but it's not a it's not a ridiculous concept, is it? No. Like I feel like it's it's actually not a, a super ridiculous concept. So much of Dota is just about the is about the heroes. That's yeah. the basic mechanics of the of the game. That, that's like you know? all these all these hero based games. It's like people gravitate towards certain heroes. They gravitate towards certain heroes in Dota, League, Overwatch. Like the the identity of the game is actually just the heroes that are in it. It has nothing to do with like the mechanics or the goals of the game. It's the heroes that are in it that attract people. I mean, most in most brackets, people are just running around and throwing spells at each other. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's the, that's, I mean, not to, you know, no pun intended, but that's kind of the hook to get you into the game is how fun the heroes are. And then the nuance of it is something that keeps you going. The competitiveness is something that keeps you going for a long time. It's, it's like, you know, with Cuphead, for example, I don't know if you, if you've played Cuphead, but you, you see the game and the art style, the way that it's styled, like those like sixties cartoons or whatever, like, that gets you hooked into the game because it's like, wow, that looks really interesting. And then you play it and it's really fun. And the mechanics are very good. The boss fights are fantastic. It's, it's like a 10 out of 10 game. And uh, if, if the game sucked, like the art wouldn't keep you in, but if the art wasn't really good, you wouldn't play the game in the first place. It would just feel like a generic kind of like boss mode game. Uh, or it would, it would appear like that, even though it's not. So it's like, that, that's just games. It's like, there's, there's things that keep all levels of players playing and, Actually, and it's all important. It's all important. You know, I'm looking at these trends of the pick rates right now, and I look at every single one of the top like 10 or so heroes, and they're just so incredibly unique, or there's like a piece of them that's so incredibly unique, and like, wow, that was super cool. It it totally makes sense. Like Pudge, the hook, the whole like the fact that you're Pudge, you get super, super tanky, very easy to play in that regard, where like you don't have to be great at Dota to have 5,000 health and just no, be unkillable. And it, and it still feels fun. It still feels fun to play Pudge. Right. And then you have Lion, who has this, like, crazy, like, you blow people up and you get a bunch of extra damage. That is super cool. Slark, like, you steal people's strength and you also have infinite scaling. Also very, very cool. Very easy to play the hero, in my opinion, because he has so much getaway and, like, he's, like, he's got to get out of jail free card. And you have Ogre. PA has the crits. Like the, I think people right. really like the idea of being hit, able to like one hit people. Exactly. Invoker obviously has like a specific niche of people that really like the hero, which is just like complexity personified. Essentially, I'm glad. I'm glad I, I mentioned the Snapfire as a hero. I didn't. I didn't even know Snapfire was in like the top picked heroes. Yeah. But this hero genuinely feels very, very fun to play. It's a very. You shoot the shotgun. It's like. <laughs> It's like fucking super cool. Mortimer's kisses, just b- like blowing people up in fights, and you're clicking it, like trying so hard to just nail everybody. It feels like a little, a little like really fun mini game. Yep. I-, I love Snapfire. I think this hero is is extremely well designed. Uh, Me too. You know, I mean, not what... to not to shit on not to shit on the people who designed the Void Spirit by any means, but 
I think Void Spirit is so much worse. Snapfire thing, everything works works really nicely together. You know, it's it's like the everything is her her, her character is great. All the spells are really satisfying. I do wish that you could use the ultimate with the other spells a little bit. Right. But with Void Spirit, he's just kind of uh, I guess he's like mobility. He's just insanely mobile. Yep. Which is which is kind of fun, but. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. these other ones too, like Legion, you've got the duel. Everybody wants to have the most damage in the game. It's just like such a fun mechanic to have in Dota. That's true. You've That's got true. Wind Ranger, who's just like this really annoying, but like ultimate, like assassin almost. Again, it's a very easy hero to play in terms of like, you have a get out of jail free card. You have something that just like maximizes damage on one person, which everybody wants. Then you've she's got... just like the typical like good archer character too. Like yep. she's exactly what you would expect. It. She has like a, same thing a, a with a... sniper. Sniper is kind of like the alt. He's like the good like gun character, right? He's like super long range. He has like this high damage thing, super easy to play. And then you have like the fun heroes too, like Rubik and Shadow Fiend, who have like this kind of interesting little skill nuanced mechanic. mechanic and then earth shakers up there as well of course everybody wants to hit a massive echo slam and you just go down the list and you just look at these heroes and they just get less and less i don't know fun i guess to play or harder to play i think is is maybe a better thing because storm spirit super fun way less picked void spirit ember spirit very fun to play a lot harder to play well um and then there's the heroes that are just straight up bad <laughs> those are not being picked very often because they're not fun because they're very hard to pull off. But I think as you got on the list, you just have like these harder and harder heroes to play. And then no surprise at the bottom, you've got strictly micro heroes, the bottom six heroes or the bottom. Yeah. The bottom six heroes are all micro heroes, which is really interesting. I was, uh, I was talking to Brax the other day and I asked them this question. Cause I was, I was on my like 10 lost streak. I was like, Hey man, just tell me like, we're you know I've, I've known him for a long time at this point so it's like I, I i trust him to like tell me if if i'm spouting some bullshit basically i was like hey man i'm in a mood just like tell me if i'm bullshitting on this because i i, I want to actually know i don't want to be bad i want to actually know and i asked like do you think this is true are all of the heroes that are really good in dota right now so much better than like the shit tier heroes much like so much more than before so that like if you're picking any of the heroes that are like bad it's going to be so much more game losing than before. And he's like, no, you're totally right. If, if I pick, if I pick any, this he's like ranked 10 or something. Mm-hmm. He's like, if I pick anything, that's not like top 10 meta, it's an install loss. Like it's impossible to win. Hmm. He's only picking the pucks. And the reason that I asked that is because when I was making the position four tier list, I was looking through all the position fours that I had ranked to be D tier, mm-hmm. C tier. And I was like, okay, I need to make sure that these position fours are not good. I was checking win rates, to be honest. I was checking win rates to see how pros are doing with them. In Earth Spirit, 40%, uh, Lion, like 40%, Lashrak, 40%, Elder Titan. Like these heroes that are like, ah, they're not bad. They are. <laughs> but then you look at the top heroes, and it's like 55% over 2,000 games, or 53% over 2,000 games, or like, you know, crit has a 70% win rate with Rubik or some shit like that mm-hmm. where it, it it really feels like the bottom heroes are so much shittier than before just because the the OP heroes have rid, 
ridiculous mechanics. Like you have Puck, who's just phase shifting and attacking people. And then Waning Rift is like, for some reason, a blink now. And then Dream Coil lasts six seconds, does like 2,000 damage, BKB piercing with an Agonims that can be consumed. Like, think about all the shit that's in Dota now. You have all these neutral items. You can consume Ags. Roche drops four items. Like, things have gotten wild. I do think that the power creep is kind of insane at the high end. Like, Doom, I actually feel like Doom is impossible to lose with. Like, you can play him in any position, and he's just so good. Like, Scorched Earth is basically, like, one and a half radiances. (laughs) Like, just as a skill that also gives you movement speed and the ability to gap close so you can land your ultimate, which literally deletes a hero from the game. And then you have, like, Devour, which just is a free Midas at the same time. Like, what... And then you're like, hey, I'm a juggernaut, and I can like spin and TP out when the enemy comes and ganks me, but there's like 15 or 30 different BKB piercing disables in the game now, so I actually can't do that anymore. They need to do something <laughs> crazy. They need to do something crazy like like make make the well, we talked about this before, but like make the crit do like an omni like one omni slash or something like that. Like Jug is too normal of a hero to function, I think, in, yeah. in like the, the meta. Like he's not he's not like crazy enough when you have these like snap fires and void spirits and like pucks with desos and rapiers and shit running around with like spell prisms Uh, it's it's, there's no way it does feel like we're almost at that point where they need to make a decision where either every hero needs to just uh, become insanely op or they need to like heavily nerf the power creep that we've started to experience in the game i you have to go in one direction or the other you have to bring everything back to sort of like a a more reasonable level of power or everybody needs to just be fucking broken i think uh i i had this so you know obviously they can't keep adding stuff to dota that's that's not <laughs> at a certain point nothing matters if you keep adding stuff that, that's what happened in world of warcraft there was so many things to do you could do pet battles like literally pokemon was in the game there was archaeology so you could search for stuff herbalism there was like seven or eight different continents that you could go to that were all massive there was a thousand different mounts that you could get so nothing really mattered when somebody had a cool mount it's like mm-hmm. you would just have another version of their mount and uh, i think that's why a lot of people wanted classic wow was because it was just back to the point where it was very clear what was good and, and what wasn't. There mm-hmm. were there were clear constraints in the game, and I, I think Dota is going to have to go in a similar direction where they're they're gonna they're gonna need to remove stuff, and they have in the past. That's one thing is that it, it's not like they're not aware of that. Valve is not a they're 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 not like a, a new game development company or something. It's not like they haven't done it before. Ice Frog's been doing this for like what ten years now or something. Mm-hmm. So they they have like literally removed items. They removed PMS. They removed Akila things like that. Uh, and I think they need to do that. I, I think like maybe they've removed talents. And I, I had a theory that like, if they remove talents, maybe what they could do is just take all of like the cool talents and add them as like a base for every hero. Yeah. <laughs> Where like, maybe it scales with the levels like monkey King ult, for example, obviously it'd be really broken if the level one monkey King ult was as huge as the 25 one, maybe make it scale with levels. So, something along, along those lines where it's like, okay, the level monkey King gets level 18, gets us, third point of the ultimate now he's got this like ridiculous the ridiculous ult sure but it would make it would make everything broken but it would also remove the complexity of talents which would allow for other other new systems to be added to the game without just 
diluting things. That, that's what it is. It's diluting shit. Like you add, you know, you add Diet Coke into something and Sprite into something. You just keep adding random flavors and all of a sudden you have Dr. Pepper. You know, you just have this thing that's like, I don't know what the hell this tastes like. You could basically mix any 10 pops together and it's going to taste like this shit. It's just, it's just weird. It just isn't anything. You know, it tastes like nothing. You mix I all like the colors Dr. together, Pepper, you, you, sir. you get brown. I do like Dr. Pepper. Actually, <laughs> I was just making a, making a joke at the, the behest of the, the Pepper family. If you, uh, if you want to sponsor us, Dr. Pepper, we are looking for a beverage sponsor. So just putting that out there. What's Jenkins' rank? Why do people keep asking? I'm like 150. People are obsessed with MMR, bro. I'm 7K. Me and you and Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me, pleb. I'm a. <laughs> How many more questions do we have? We're at like 45 I'm no, minutes already. Nobility. Dota nobility. Uh, let's see. Okay, so we have one, like three or four. Something like okay. That. Cool. All right. Uh, average Pete says support pause for Zeus level 10 talent, three mana regen, or 250 health. I think three mana regen every time. Can you give situations in which one you should take? Also, 15 talent says to always take 1.5% for his passive, passive over movement speed, but I like the speed. That's wrong. I don't think you should ever, I don't think you should always take the 1.5 move speed, or sorry, passive. Uh, the reason that people take the passive is because if you ult, it does the passive damage. And then if you use Nimbus, it does the passive damage now. So it's actually quite good if you're going for an Aghanim Scepter. But uh, some people, just prefer the the move speed. I see plenty of people doing that. They they'll go for the move speed just for like positioning for yep. running around the map. Like they'll get travels or something. So it's it's fine. And I think the level ten talent you almost never want to go the two fifty health unless you're going like an insane amount of mana regen items like Yule scepters. You've travels, so you're gonna get the fountain regen something like that. I just don't like. Why do you need health on Zeus? Like if you get caught, you're dead. You're fucked anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Which the movement speed kind of makes sense because it's like if you get caught, you're dead. But if you have 30 That's movement speed, then caught. you might not get caught. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, that, there, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Hockey Laner says, why the F have I lost 600 MMR? Well, tilting. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, I know Hockey Laner too well. Okay, uh, positive vibes. On a serious note, I'm currently playing a lot of puck in situations where I am win uh, in an even or winning mid lane, but my sidelines are having a hard time, and I know enemies have high impact cores that need to be shut down. Example: Drown SF. What should be my decision making? Push mid and at my own farm in the jungle, or push mid and rotate? I feel like the second option is often more correct, but the gank goes poorly. We end up getting farther behind uh, and going for the safe farm in the, than going for the safe from the in the jungle. I would say yeah, gank every time on puck. Puck yeah. queen of pain, you you gank. Like these are not farming heroes. Do not it's jungle on puck. It's Please. really inefficient to jungle on Quapper Puck. Whereas these heroes, they have such mobility, you can just like TP to a lane, kill somebody, and then go back to uh, the, the mid lane ultra quickly. So I would say that if you're ever struggling to have successful ganks in the side lanes, and uh, I don't mean this in a negative way, I actually struggle with this too. I played Puck the other day. I was forced to play mid lane because some guy picked carry Omni Knight, and we had to swap the lanes to fix that. So I was mid, and uh, I, I failed. I failed horribly because I, I just wasn't sure how to gank but my my take on it after i had failed in the game was not that i should jungle because i don't know like what if i fail the gank it's that i need to go about these ganks better you smokes do it with runes tp to the lane so they have no time to react to you and then orb back to the mid lane like there's a lot of ways that you can make these ganks more successful and i would look for those on puck as opposed to looking to go to the jungle because Ganks are so much more valuable than jungling, just just in general. Like you're gonna win so many more games from ganking 
because of how it snowballs the game, stops the enemies, helps your team get huge, which gives you space to farm in the future. Uh, but also, puck just like can't jungle for shit. So there's you know there's no there's no points in 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 doing that. Yeah, look for look for ways to do it better. Just watch your replays, and if a gank fails, be like, okay, I walked through Ward Vision here. I'm never never ganking without TPing first in the first place. And th that's what a lot of people are doing now is that they're not walking to lanes to gank because you just walk through Ward Vision on like one of those billion eye spots that are there so people will just tp to a lane gank it and then or back to the mid lane that's, that's, that's funny i was just about to say you shouldn't tp because i feel like a lot of people in lower level pubs will just like auto tp to the lane that they're supposed to that they think they're supposed to go to and then they'll just be stuck down there and they'll be laning with another core because the gank won't go well so i was gonna no. say but I mean, really, the answer is like make your ganks better by looking at the map and being like, is this a viable gank? Is there mana on my heroes that I'm trying to gank with? Does the yeah. other team have a save in this lane? Are there more heroes that the enemy team is bringing down there already because they've already taken our other tower? Like, there are so many reasons that a gank can go wrong. And most of the time, it's just people being unaware of what the actual game state is. And they just like, they're like, I need to make a gank. I need to shut down this hero. And then just go there without actually looking at what's going on. Like if you, <coughs> if you think you need to shut down a drow, but the drow's already like level 12 and can kill you in three hits. That's not a good gank to make. You can't just go there and assume that it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely want to like look, look with your camera, get it, get an assessment of, of, of what's going on. But uh, a lot of the time, it is just people walking through wards, and it's really obvious. And then, yeah, you have that state where you have, like, two cores in one lane, and then nobody... Jeez, man, I was playing in uh, Unranked the other day, and I had, like, literal, literal 2Ks on my team. And I could see why people hate their teammates in that bracket, let me just say. <laughs> I had people, like... So I, I was I was TPing mid, and I had, like, a Huskar in a jug running to the lane that I was TPing to as, like, a puck or something. And they just ran to it until the creep wave is dead. And then they just ran together in the jungle. Like what, Like for some reason, they couldn't piece together that if I was teeping to a lane, that that lane of creeps would not be farmable in just a second from now. They had to actually walk there and then see it die and then walk back somewhere else to farm as opposed to realizing that like it was not going to be there when they got there. It's the weirdest thing. It, it's... People yeah. have these like crazy expectations in like two to three K and, and then they walk together in the jungle and farm the same jungle camp. Dude, like, it, it doesn't you stop. Guys, you guys realize there are multiple jungles. You can just go to different jungles and get double the farm. It just, just come it, on. It doesn't stop. It's like that in divine. It's like that in, in low immortal, like literally it's the same shit. I think it's less, I think it's less ridiculous. People will take like less time to realize like, Oh, this is stupid, but they'll still do it. I had a game yesterday where there was a a dual lane against a Razor, and they were owning the Razor at, like, level 1 and 2, and then the Razor hit, like, level 5, and I quote you, my offlaner goes, I can't lane here anymore. This We can't lane against this Razor anymore. And I was like, okay, so don't. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, literally look at the map and pick a different location and go there. He's like, Fuck you. Stop telling me what to do. And I was just like, what the hell is going on right now? Uh, like, dude, if you can't play there, which you just stated, do something else. Why do you think that you need to keep going back and just feeding this razor over and over? It's 
beyond me, man. People I was are, so confused. People are people are masochists in Dota. Like they 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 think that they're restricted to these to these things because they've played for a long time and they see that's like what other people normally do. But it's like, man, if something just feels like it's sucking, stop doing it. <laughs> imagine just like, I, I don't know. I, I, imagine you're just like standing at like a crosswalk or something and like the line, the, the, the line for the sidewalk, like only goes so far or something like that. So you're, you're like standing within like some square that you're supposed to stand in, but then cars like keep running over your toe and you're like, ow, this is literally breaking my toe and making me like, I'm not going to be able to use this leg anymore. Fuck. Well, I guess I'm stuck here because this is where the line goes to. Right. No. Just step back. Literally. Just step back, man. Literally. It's that, a line. That's Don't what happened. I, I I was like, go somewhere else. And he was like, where do you want me to go? I was like, what do you what do you mean? Make your own decision. You're an adult. And he was like, you're an American, aren't you? That's such an American thing to say, dude. Grow up. What is your problem? Just. Fucking play the game of Dota instead of expecting everybody else to carry you. Just don't understand what's going on. I I I just can't fathom why people refuse to enjoy the enjoy themselves on a video game. I like, know. I I don't they just get put it. themselves through so much shit, and it's like, oh, why are my games so shit? It's like, dude, because you're trying to lane against like, God, dude. It's like Ursas that keep going back to lanes with Venomancers in them. It's like, oh, he's galing me. It's like, what do you expect him not to gale you? Like, <laughs> it's his one spell that he has. Yeah. Excuse me. No, oh, ah, he galed me again, guys. I need help in this lane. Dude, go fucking jungle. Nobody's at Roche. Just go take Roche. You'd get, you'd get twice the amount of experience doing that. Yeah, but this is my lane. Cool, dude. <laughs> Just say it. Just say you're a fucking masochist. It's fine. It's 20, 2020. It's not 2020, 2020. I stutter. It's 2020. For God's sakes. You know what I'm saying? You can stick Dude. wooden splintered covered spoons up your butthole. That's fucking fine, man. It's your body. You have autonomy. It's 2020. Ugh. Give me a break. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Arboreal <laughs> Phoenix says, hey, guys, how the heck do you stick to one or two heroes and try to gain MMR? I've played almost a thousand Phoenix games. As it has been said in the past, the hero gets all, uh, to the point where he feels so versatile, can handle almost any situation. I feel like sometimes the flaws of the heroes also get amplified. Phoenix can't destroy towers. I need allies to break towers. If they if they don't, I lose. Other than getting Necrobook, Vlad's AC Meteor Hammer, which I have done, uh, but I digress. Often, most times, I really like to play with heroes that are strong in the meta. Uh, Okay, oftentimes I really like to play with heroes that are strong in the meta or just have fun with other heroes. Should I play unranked? I feel the games are just chaos. Anyway, thanks a lot. I think unranked is awful. Like, they've... they've. <sighs> I, I actually kind of feel like unranked is unplayable. I, I don't know. People... I had a support tinker on my team the other day when I was playing unranked. People he was don't take the game seriously at all. I mean, Which is fine. It's unranked. But, like, if you're going to unranked to try and practice, I just don't think it's possible. It's not. It's it's for whatever reason it's gotten significantly worse. So yeah, I mean I don't know. Get a smurf. I know that's like a immoral or or a taboo or whatever, but yeah, get a smurf that's the same rating as your main account, which obviously would take some time. But I don't I don't know. If there's there's party queue used to be my answer, but there's there's very little there's very little now. Yep. Maybe maybe watch Dota games of the, these other heroes that you 
feel like or something like that. You definitely want to do something to not to not bleed MMR when you're when you're playing these other heroes. I know I say that ironically, and I have I have some serious uh, problems with just picking stupid shit and losing. So yeah, it's a I'm it's addicted. A hard one. I'm addicted to trying to find the next meta or like the counter to the current meta. And I'll just be playing these like forty percent win rate heroes, being like, "I'm going to make this work." And five hundred MMR later, I'm like, "All right, I don't think I'm going to make this work. Damn it! I wish I hadn't done that." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. Just, uh... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually have an answer for you. They've uh, they've kind of uh, ruined all the options for that. Which I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, is it okay for one hero to die to get an outpost forty minutes into the game if you have none? Yes, mostly. Forty minutes into the game, I don't think the experience matters as much then. Personally, uh, it depends. Yeah, it depends. I don't know. I think at that point it's like you're trying to take five on fives for objectives. Yeah, I guess that's true. Probably don't want to just like suicide. I mean, if you're like a pause five support and you don't want to fight anyway, and you depends on the depends on the situation. Yeah, if you buy back, depends on the situation. I definitely snipe snipe outposts on like Nature's Prophet oh, and try sure. to make space along along with it. Yeah, but if you're anything other than like a pause five, you probably don't want to. Uh, Shiver says, "What do you think the best spots are for the mango tree?" Well, so. T Governor just made a video about this. Did he? How yeah. long is it? How long could you make a video about a mango tree? He made a 19 minute video about where to put mango trees. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, high grounds are decent. The only problem is it's really obvious that there's a mango tree on the high ground when it's just surrounded by mangoes. I honestly think a good place for it is just like literally in your base, just giving you, you know, 70 gold every. It's just it's just GPM. It's just a GPM tree. Yeah. But uh, I suppose maybe you could put it in like the woods somewhere hidden where the enemy team's not going to find it, but it would be useful for finding people split pushing. Yeah, I think that you can use them really effectively as like a ward in trees if you like cut your way in trees. Basically, that's what his whole video was. Is like you need to cut yourself a couple trees in and then put it like somewhere where people aren't just going to randomly walk and find it. And then it just gives you yeah, like, a I, I word, basically. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's really good. Like having a tree to play, uh, having vision to play around like that is actually possibly broken. Yeah. I think if you're like a treant, you should always have the mango tree. Cause you can just walk into the middle of like, who knows where and just put a ward that will never die. Like, so many times in a Dota game, people are like hiding in trees, especially around like the side lanes. People are hiding in trees. Yep to to try to to try to scout for uh or sorry to to like just split, try to split push and like having something in there to to scout them permanently is is pretty broken like that's that's pretty insane and then it's somewhere that your like team can run to as like a place where they can feel confident that there's nobody around there like if, if they ever have to juke around there and they have the tree vision it's really good having vision to just play around is like broken yeah obviously the roshan spot is also quite good wasn't that removed you can't put it anymore. Maybe. Like you could you used to be able to put it like inside the wall where you couldn't see it, but it still existed. You oh, oh they removed that. That's good. Uh I don't know if they did. I think they did. But I hope I hope so. I hope yeah. so. You can still put it outside the pit. If 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 the other team is in Roche and you put it like right next to the pit, you'll still get vision into the pit, which is also huh. quite broken. Oh, I did see somebody put 
I think it was Miracle. He put uh, the mango tree on his high ground in like the dire jungle, but it also scouted Roche just mm-hmm. barely so he could see if Roche was moving, aka they were taking Roche. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really good. And it was also like hidden amongst some trees. That was pretty neck. That that's that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's a if you're like a hero that farms, like let's say you're an alchemist, for example, I think putting it in your jungle to scout for people rotating in to kill you is actually quite good because you also get this constant mango to refill your mana while you're trying to farm the jungle with your abilities. That's true. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Mango tree's broken, honestly. It is if really good. If you're, if you're not just wasting it, I feel like people just waste it all the time. So like, <laughs> let me put it on this regular eye spot that gets dewarded every thirty seconds. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's not gonna that's not gonna do anything. Uh, okay, so let's see. Gangsy says, "Is there ever a time where mango tree should be placed in base as vision?" Well, we already kind of talked about that. I think a base mango tree is is quite good, but. Yeah, a mango tree within trees is probably the best. So, like how whatever's gonna make it stay stay up for the longest. Yeah. Does Jenkins not stream on Twitch anymore? Uh, not that much. I spent a lot of time making videos, so it's it's harder harder to stream these days. Thoughts on Doom mid? I noticed on Dota buff that it has a fifty nine percent win rate, albeit a small sample size. I think it's great. Sumail spammed it for a while. Uh, the guy that I play with, Monster Pig, he complains about Doom for a while. He was making me pick Doom every game because he didn't want to get Doom mid. You just push the wave out with Scorched Earth and then jungle, then wave with Scorched Earth, then jungle, then kill the guy that you're landing against with Doom because it literally deletes a hero. Pretty yeah. lame. <laughs> Seems good. It's no good. Opinion. It's good. It's very good. It's very good. Doom carry is very good too. This hero is good in literally any role. Yep. Doom is, other than Puck, I would say Doom is the best hero in Dota. Doom and Puck are just insane heroes. Anyway, that's it. We're done. We're done with the questions. That's. It's, been a, been a long one we went on a lot of tangents we did but we also got some great questions yeah if it's been a good good week you guys want to ask us questions and you're listening to this for the first time check out the link below patreon.com slash dota alchemy where you can support the channel you can support us mostly jenkins because he spends way more money than i do on diet soda and you can also ask us questions every single week on this show which will be streamed live this week was on my channel which is Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash alchemy elevate or elevated alchemy. Jesus Christ. What a, <laughs> what a terrible plug. It's confusing. <laughs> you know what? I'll put the link in the description below. Also link Jenkins is, which will probably host the next one. Um, and we're just going to try this out for a couple of weeks and see how it goes. Putting the VOD on U- YouTube as like a piece of content instead of a live stream and then live streaming it on our own Twitch channels. So thank you guys for watching. We will see you next week for some more alchemy answers. See you later.